What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the 90s Called Podcast. I'm your host, Jess. Thanks for joining me today, and Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to everybody. By the time that this was recorded, it's not 2024 yet, but it's 2024 now. How's it been going for you guys so far? By the time this episode airs, it should be about 20-ish, my math might be slightly off, days into the new year. So how are things going? How's the world? I get, actually, no, I probably don't want to know the answer to that at that point, this point. But I hope that 2024 is a great year for you guys. I hope it's great for me as well. I hope it's a better year than we've had recently. I don't know what it is, but something about 2024, I'm just really, really excited about. I'm very optimistic about, and I hope that you guys are too. But today's episode is going to be a Be Kind Rewind episode where we are going to flash back to New Year's Eve 1999. And it goes towards the optimism that I was talking about before because 1999 was, for New Year's, is probably like the most exciting time of the 90s. Not to mention it's because it was when the 90s was ending, obviously, 1999 to 2000. But it was just a very special and optimistic time for all of us in general. It was the turn of the century, it's about to go into the new millennium, a word I could not pronounce back then, no matter how hard I tried. And it just made it seem like everything was just super fun. Now, of course, combating this, you did also have the Y2K bug that was going to go around. Side note, that was an actual thing. The only reason it didn't happen was because people were working their asses off to make sure that our society didn't collapse once our computers collapsed. But it's also because people generally, genuinely thought that the world was going to end in 2000. I mean, that's part of what Y2K was. Like You also had the preppers who thought everything was going to shut down the world was going to end and there wasn't much left to really live for so that's why they lived it up in 1999 there were parties everywhere there were people getting limos who were trying to go to as many parties as they possibly could everybody going out drinking if they were old enough to obviously pretty much everybody that i knew of myself included my family included was having a really big new year's eve party for 1999 to 2000 it was a big deal and because it was such a big deal, I'm going to flash back and let you guys know what the world was like in 1999. So the first thing I can definitely say is 1999 was just nothing but fun. Specifically because we had so much of the big fads of the 90s in 99 that if you talk about the 90s in general, you're probably thinking more of the toys, shows, and things from the late 90s compared to the early 90s. For example, the number one song at the time was Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas in the US, and in the UK it was I Have a Dream, Seasons in the Sun by Westlife. Those songs were also joined by other songs such as Back at One by Brian McKnight, I Wanna Love You Forever by Jessica Simpson, I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden, and My Love Is Your Love by Whitney Houston. And of course, we can't also forget the fact that we had Cher, TLC, Monica, Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, Santana, Ricky Martin, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC as the top names in the music industry. You had the big mouth Billy Bass who was singing Don't Worry, Be Happy, and Take Me to the River, hanging on the walls of many people's basements. And of course, you did also have the Waza commercial that everybody was going to be mimicking for the rest of their lives. Movies such as The Green Mile were starting to play in theaters. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were engaged. Pokemon was really hitting its heyday and its stride and its popularity. And as far as anyone knew, texting and cell phones were around for a while, but it actually wasn't until 1999 where the Nokia 3210 was 
the most popular cell phone. And over the next year, it became the most popular cell phone in history. The highest paid celebrities in 1999 were Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jerry Seinfeld, Steven Spielberg, The Spice Girls, Harrison Ford, Robin Williams, Celine Dion, and The Rolling Stones. And at the same time, we had the best NBA players being known as Carl Malone, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, Grant Hill, Shaq, Kevin Garnett, Antonio McDice, like Kobe Bryant, obviously, can't forget him too. And the time person of the year in 1999 was Amazon's own Jeffrey Bezos. In 1999, they did also have the movies released such as Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, The Sixth Sense, Toy Story 2, Tarzan, The Matrix, The Mummy, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Office Space, Fight Club, The Blair Witch Project, and American Pie. We can't forget about the most popular TV shows such as Roswell, Freaks and Geeks, The West Wing, Angel, The Sopranos, Charmed, Will and Grace, King of Queens, of course Sex and the City, Dawson's Creek, can't forget Dawson's Creek, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, which is a very favorite one of mine, Seventh Heaven, Everyone Loves Raymond, and Xeno Warrior Princess as some of the more popular ones that were being watched at the time. And then if we're going more into kids' shows, there were shows like Courage the Cowardly Dog, The Amanda Show, SpongeBob, Digimon, Ed and Nettie, The Powerpuff Girls, Wild Thornberries, Cat Dog, Recess, Angry Beavers, of course Pokemon, Daria, Arnold, or Hey Arnold, excuse me, Arthur, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Keenan and Kel, Moesha, Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, Boy Meets World, all that, Rugrats, Beverly Hills 90210 and The Simpsons were all airing at the time. Of course, I know that The Simpsons aren't exactly a kid's show, but in terms of being like an animated kind of thing, that kind of fell into the same category. Though that's not something that I would show my kids very often, and I was actually banned from watching it a few times. That's an entire other conversation. And of course, we need to talk about some of the toys that were huge fads back then. So you had the WWF action figures, you had the Tech Deck feeder skateboards. I still have mine, or else I stole it from my brother, but still. Yeah, the Star Wars Phantom Menace figures, because the movie did just come out, and of course you need to have the action figures to go along with it. We had the Dreamcast, the Fisher-Price Chatterphone, which is also shown in a Toy Story movie. You had Game Boy Color, Betty Spaghetti, the Spice Girls dolls, I never had one, was never really interested in that. Yeah, the Pokemon trading cards, which of course are still very popular today. The Bop-It, Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 1, Littlest Pet Shop. The Fear Street books were really popular, which I'm still so much of a fan of. And I have my own opinions about what happened to that Fear Street movie and the new one that they're going to do. That is going to be its own episode. I have my own opinions on those. And for some reason in the 90s, yo-yos were really popular. I freaking loved my Spitfire yo-yo. I wish I still had it, actually. But they were one of the huge fads that we had back then. And of course, we can't forget the video games that we played at the same time. So some of the most popular video games that were out were Grand Theft Auto 2, Donkey Kong 64, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, of course, can't mention the 90s without Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Mario Golf, Counter-Strike, Ape Escape, Mario Party, and WCW Nitro. But 100%, the biggest video game that probably came out of the year 1999 was the original Super Smash Bros. To the point that I actually go back and forth between that and Melee as my favorite Super Smash Bros game. 
in terms of graphics and everything, Melee definitely has it. And I remember the last time I went back to Super Smash Bros. original, I was like screaming at the TV, wondering why everybody was moving so slowly. But you can't get past how amazing it was to be able to play all of those Nintendo characters to beat each other up in one game. And the commercial for it, oh my god, that was the best thing ever. I need to find that and watch it again. It is so funny. If you ever wanted to see Mario and Pikachu and Yoshi and Donkey Kong beat each other up, watch the Super Smash Bros. commercial from the 90s on YouTube. It's the best thing ever. It was like a freaking fever dream. Sometimes I wonder if that was even real, but it 100% was a real commercial that we had back then. And it still makes me laugh. Some of the more notable things that happened in 1999 as well is the fact that it was the merger of the two major recording labels, Universal and Polygram, which made the new company, Universal Music Group, which controls 25% of the worldwide music market. Unfortunately, it was also the year that Gene Siskel, the Chicago Tribune film critic, ended up passing away. But it was also the year that the Blair Witch Project became an instant cult classic and became the most profitable film of all time, grossing more than $125 million compared to its $30,000 budget. Woodstock 99 kicked off in Rome, New York. In Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace opened and broke a string of box office records where the film grossed $102.7 million in its debut five-day weekend. The number of internet users at the time worldwide reached $150 million by the beginning of 1999. Over 50% of that was from the United States. Compared to how big internet is in our lives now, just think about only 150 million people had internet back then, or at least regularly used it back then. In sports, David Beckham was the most well-known soccer player in the world, and of course, Tony Hawk ended up making X Games and skateboarding and I guess sports history by first landing the 900 at the X Games in 1999 which was also the first X Games that I ever watched and got me completely hooked on skateboarding and the X Games in general, which is also going to be its own episode at some point in the future. So we talked about everything that happened with 1999 in general, so let's talk about how the new millennium was going to be celebrated in 1999. So as I said before, it was going to be the new millennium. It was the end of the second, going into the third, it was the end of the 20th century, and the end of the 200th decade started the third millennium in the 21st century and the 201st decade so it was a big deal for everybody so as every year with new year's eve there are multiple multiple events that were happening at the stroke of midnight around the world so i'm going to go and talk about a few of the things that happened around the world when it did reach 2000. in auckland new zealand the fireworks display of the harbor made new zealand the first industrial nation to celebrate the year 2000 being just west of the international dateline Sydney, which was the host of the 2000 Summer Olympics, held a large firework display centered on the Harbour Bridge, where, for the first time, it was completely cut off by the public because they were having opera house parties at the Sydney Opera House, where each ticket was going to be $2,000 Australian. However, there was public transport access available to see the fireworks on the bridge, which included a waterfall effect. In Tokyo, a series of concerts and a fireworks display were held, and at midnight, temple bells across Japan were rung 108 times to dispel the evils of mankind. In China, they actually were going to be celebrating the new year until February 5th. However, celebrations were still being held in Beijing alongside fireworks and dragon dances. At midnight, there was a flame dedicated to the history of Chinese civilization that was lit. In Hong Kong, at 8 minutes to midnight, Jackie Chan, the film star, led a group of singers and at the stroke of midnight, a fireworks display again. In Athens, they held a fireworks display over the Acropolis and televised a choir singing the Olympic anthem 
a Byzantine anthem, and the Greek national anthem. Paris also had a focal point of celebrations in France where searchlights and 20,000 strobe lights for the event were installed on the Eiffel Tower. It remained in operation until June 2003 where they were replaced by another installation. In Madrid, star-shaped balloons were set up at midnight and on top of the Casa de Cors building in Puerta del Sol Square. In London, attention was focused around Big Ben as well as the opening of the Millennium Dome, a huge fireworks display called the River of Fire went along four miles on the River Thames. In Montreal, thousands attended the Celine Dion Millennium Concert, which included her Let's Talk About Love World Tour. And of course, in New York City, Times Square, the Times Square Ball was made from waterford crystals were commissioned and organizers expected a total attendance exceeding 2 million spectators. Now, in this case, when it comes to going to New York for New Year's Eve, I don't think I would ever do that. I don't think I would ever go to Times Square just to watch the ball drop. But in 1999, you probably really wanted to be there. Like, it probably was the best time to be at Times Square for a New Year's Eve party, especially with all the optimism and the excitement that was in the air for it. That was probably the best year to go. And of course, Disney World couldn't be outdone. They had a millennium celebration held at the Epcot theme park as well. Chicago celebrated the new millennium by hosting fireworks on the Navy Pier, along with celebrations at homes and in Grant Park, and that was actually broadcasted during the ABC 2000 Today broadcast. Neil Diamond sang America during a concert given by him at the Pepsi Center in Denver. And in LA, the Hollywood sign became illuminated in various colors, one of the very few times the sign became lit. It was also the last stop of the ABC 2000 Today broadcast in the United States. And now here we are 24 years later where some of society is different and some of it has stayed the same. But I can say that this year there's been, in my experience, a good amount of optimism going and excitement going into the new year. I already have started a new fitness plan. I have started reading a lot more books than I have in the past year. I just have a lot more things that I'm really looking forward to and trying to have a very positive and uplifting outlook on that I'm really hoping lives up to the hype that I've given to myself and if not I'm still gonna have so many good experiences this year for 2024 and I can't wait to see what ends up happening so happy new year to all of you guys I hope this year is great for you as well I hope you enjoyed the little flashback into what was going on in December 31st 1999 and I'm going to leave it by saying they should have stopped making New Year's Eve glasses in 2010. 1999 to 2000, 2000 was the best year for those glasses. Every year up to 2010, that was cool. 2020, you got a reprieve. They should have stopped making them in 2010 because some of the ones they got now, they're kind of interesting looking. I'll just leave it at that. Thanks guys, have a good day.